0: What's that timer?
1: Was watch test. Reset.
0: Was that up there for the last one?
1: The entire time. <clears throat> I rigged this entire thing for you. What are you watching when you look at the confidence monitor? Are you look- are you just looking at me? I'm just looking at you. Oh, that's adorable.
0: <clears throat> yep, didn't you?
1: Cool. Okay. cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Welcome to another episode of The Matt and Fiona Show. We are extremely happy uh, that you tuned in and are listening to us talk today. Um, we're going to kick this off. Uh, again, I mentioned this last week, but I'm super excited about this. Just before we jump in, um, we now have the show not just living on YouTube. Um, it's also available as an actual podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I believe Spotify is working now as well as... Uh, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Anchor, mm-hmm. a, a whole bunch of them. Um, if there's some platform you use all the time that we're not on, shoot me a message um, through one of our socials, and we'll take a look at it and see if we can't uh, get it up there for you. All right, let's jump right in with two feet. Um, take away. this week is kind of a... Like, I love this week. Okay. Because this is the week that we go to Dr. Barkley's Ministry Helps Conference. Yes. And, it and is, we get
0: to go this year.
1: It is arguably one of my favorite conferences to go to hmm. um, because it's focused on, shockingly enough, uh, helps. And that's, A, that's one of the things that I, I head up at our church, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I've been heavily involved in for years. And it's one of those things that... If you are in a church, um, the Ministry Helps is the thing that you most likely are the most active in and are called to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Everyone in church is called to be in the Ministry Helps. And <clears throat> one of the aspects of this, we had got talking, heck, you and I have talked about this multiple times, mm-hmm. but specifically, I got talking with my mom about this. Yeah. I popped into the office um, a couple of weeks ago. And it was on a Monday, you were working away in in your office and I was doing something real quick in the booth and popped into her office and I'm, I'm I'm leaning up against the cabinets and talking to Pastor Brenda and I'm trying to think what sparked it. I don't really remember. Okay. Um, but we were, actually I do, um, but I'm not going to get into that. You don't, you don't get to know that. Um, but what had come into it was. My, dare I say, frustration with the number of church people, not necessarily in our church, um, but just generally the number of church people who are chasing something Mm. and they're trying to be the number one guy, the top girl, um, They're trying to be... They want to be a leader, which is great, Um, but they want to be the leader. Right. They want to be the boss. They want to be the top dog. Mm -hmm. The most
0: important. Yeah.
1: They're they're chasing, in my opinion, having been heavily involved in our local church and multiple local churches um, through traveling ministries and, and a bunch of other stuff over the years, there are so many people that are trying to be number one. They, they, they want to be the most important person. Mm-hmm. And some of them are called to be the most important pe- person. Mm-hmm. But the majority of them are not. Right. And, you know, I've gone into quite a few churches where I meet 30, 40, 50 people. Because, you know, pastor's preaching there or we're attending a special meeting or something. And literally everyone I meet is a reverend. Mm -hmm. And I'm a reverend, but I'm never going to tell you that other than the fact I just did. But they're chasing something. Right. And I will go out on a limb and say, I don't think it's God that they're chasing. Right. I think they're chasing an office. Mm -hmm. They're chasing prestige.
0: They're right. chasing their desires yep. instead of
1: to, to be know
0: what their calling is. Yeah, to
1: be top dog. And one of the things that and how this kind of dovetails into the ministry helps conferences. I've heard, um, I've heard Josh Barkley talk on this. I've heard um, uh, James Randolph talk on this. I've heard, and probably the best person I've ever heard talk on this um, is Gary Smith, mm. who's their ministry helps leader over at uh, Living Word in Michigan. Um, Dr. Berkeley's head guy, um, being a great number two
0: mm-hmm.
1: and heck we were talking about this tonight just before dinner on the, uh, just, I was lying down on, on the bed for a second mm-hmm. cause it's been a busy day. Right. You popped in for a second and I was watching tennis. Um, and we got chatting for a second about how, I, I've never had a thought of, I'm going to move away from our local church.
0: Right. Okay, yeah. And
1: the reason for that is not because I don't want to leave the local church, not because I don't want to look at a job opportunity, not not anything else other than the fact that I believe that my calling is to be the person that supports our pastor. Mm-hmm. Right. I am the number 2. Yep. I don't want to be the number 1. Right. I have no desire to be the number 1. I am not taking that role unless you push me, pull me, hook me up to a truck and drag me down the road. I, I am really good at being a number 2.
0: And yes, that's what I want to be. That's yep.
1: And I know that's what I'm called to but be. But that's
0: what you're called to be. That's the position you're you're called to be in.
1: And it's, it's something where what Pastor Brenda and I were, were were talking about was, you know, you can look through, and if you've been in your church for a minute, you'll see this too, the number of people that move on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Kenny Gotland's got a great saying about how church and ministry is like a bus. People get on, people get off. Yeah. Right? So many of the people that get off, the ones that... Dare I say, hurt the most are the ones that get off that bus because they're chasing, trying to be something. I could go through a list of people in our yeah. church
0: over the years
1: who should still be with us. Yep, who should be supporting us as the church,
0: who were called to be part of the body of 100% Christ. Percent. Mm-hmm.
1: Who left because they wanted to be. Something that they,
0: yeah,
1: I don't want to say they weren't called to be, but I don't think they were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And <coughs> their their life to date has shown that that is not the case. Yeah, right. There is a really really big grace and blessing that comes with knowing your role
0: and you, anointing. If you're not anointed, you're yeah. To be, yeah.
1: There, There's, and we could go through a ton of scriptures on this. We could go through um, my favorite story on this, which is Elijah and, or Elijah and Elisha,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Elijah multiple times tried to send him out. Mm-hmm. He'd been with him for years. Yep. Carrying his mantle, mm-hmm. supporting him, supporting his leader, mm-hmm. getting out there and doing everything he needed. Yep, and Elisha multiple times tries to send him off
0: mm-hmm.
1: to continue to grow the work. Right, right, yeah. And Elisha multiple times said no, like I'm here to help you. Right, and I will help you till the day I die or the day you die. Yep. And there's there's that great aspect of that story where he says as he's getting close because he knows he's going to be called away. Mm-hmm. Right. He goes and says to Elisha, you know, what do you want me to do? And not everybody recognizes the meaning of this, right? Mm -hmm. But when he says to Elisha that, you know, when I I pass, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to ask God to give you? Mm. And all he wanted was his mantle and a double portion. His mantle right right? out, which is his anointing. Yep. Yes. He wanted to go on. And again, he wasn't leaving early. Right? Yep. He was not leaving until Elisha's mission was complete. Mm -hmm. Till his life was over. Mm. And as he gets taken up, Elisha throws him the mantle or yep. Elijah, throws him the mantle
0: mm-hmm.
1: and believed for a double portion, which he received. Right. And then he went out and did greater works. Yes. But he only did greater works because he was carrying Elijah's, or sorry, Elijah's mantle. Yep. Right? And everybody looks at that as like, oh, it's a nice story. It's great. They don't recognize the fact that this is somebody who could have gone off and started his own work. Right. He's traveling with the prophet, right? Like he knows more word than anybody else. Right. Right. He's sat under this man for years and he didn't take any of those opportunities to move on. Right. There's there's so much power in that, in recognizing that if you can do the best you can do yep. at the role that you're called to. Yep. Because church is not like a it's not a career right your walk with god is not a career
0: no it's a calling and it's a purpose you're
1: not trying to climb above and beyond yeah you're not trying to climb the corporate ladder no you're not trying to no, go you're not. you know what i started out in the in in the in receiving and now i'm up in sales and i'm moving up and
0: I'm heading to management.
1: Man, yeah, moving to management. We're going to the White Tower. <laughs> the, that ivory tower off in, you know, whatever city still has towers full of employees, which is very little. Um, that's not what churches. No. And, like, <clears throat> I've seen some amazing examples of this, right? In all the years that I've traveled with Pastor, in all the years that I've gone to different conferences, uh, done some traveling with, with the Barclays, etc., Heck, done some. Been around um, Dr. Cole and Hilton Sutton a couple of times. Yeah, right. You get out there and you see that there are people that are just thrilled to be able to open the door for you <clears throat> when you come to church. Oh yeah, right? love those people. They're they're greeting. Actually, they're not even greeters half the time. Mm-hmm. They literally just open the door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right, and they are so happy to be there. They're so happy to be in that job. Yep. And doing that job because they know that's what they're called to do. Yep. Right? We met a guy a couple years ago at one of the churches, and he's literally a parking lot attendant. He helps cars get parked at church. Oh. And he is the happiest dude I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And he works really, really closely with the head pastor. Um, But he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be an usher, even though he technically falls under usher, but like, he doesn't want to be the guy, he doesn't want to be the armor bearer. Right. He doesn't want to be the guy that does announcements or the girl that's leading praise and worship.
0: Well, essentially where he is and his job that he has purpose. That's what he's called to. That's what he's called to do. And he has an anointing Mm -hmm. in it. And you know, when the scriptures talk about, this is one thing that pastor talked about and it's stuck with me where in in his presence is fullness of joy. So when you are called and you fulfill your calling, not only are you anointed, but if you can stay in his presence, there is so much joy. And for people who are in their calling, whether it's cleaning the toilets, whether it's parking lot attendant, (laughs) whether it's ushering, whether it's nursery, whether it's... Clean the kitchen. Clean the kitchen. I mean... We we have we have one lady and we she checks all the chairs before service just yep. to make sure there's no fluff on it that they're clean that they're clean and that is a big that is something somebody else doesn't have to do and then it's pastors not sitting there wondering why there's you know something left all over a chair or filth from well, when, pro, guests, most, come in, it when looks, guests come it in when gus in or pretty or one of my children leaving a, a whole bunch of stuff but you know but it doesn't matter what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, let me rephrase that. It matters what we're called to do, so we need to learn how to
1: recognize, that recognize,
0: calling. yes, recognize yep. that calling and be grateful, because we don't need to be number one in order to be important. Important.
1: <laughs> the body requires every part. Yes. Right, and this is where I show off my very, very good Facebook medical degree. Oh. Um, <laughs>
0: Here we go. Yeah,
1: very much so. Uh, sometimes it's global politics, but today it's medical. There we um, go. If you lose a pinky,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I, I'm, I'm working on a couple of things right now where accuracy is important. And you look at it and, and whether you're playing golf or doing a variety of other things, uh. your pinky is itty bitty, Right. Mine's usually up when I'm taking a drink of something. But you look at that and go, there's not a huge purpose for that. I can't, like, I, I don't pick stuff up like this. I don't I do not do much with my... Right. Pinky. But if I'm swinging a golf club, mm-hmm. if I grip with my smallest finger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to torque that club. Right. When I'm shooting, whether it's a, a, a gun or a bow... Mm-hmm. If I, I don't even let my pinky touch the bow because my little itty bitty pinky, when I draw that thing, if it's, if it touches the bow, it's going to throw my shot off.
0: Well, even I'm teaching the kids how to write and even the pinky, when we're learning how to hold a pencil.
1: is highly important.
0: Is very important and helps to stabilize that pencil properly.
1: And you look at, you look at your hand and go you know what, if I if I was missing a pinky, I'd probably be fine. I could still drive. Right. I could still like, use a hammer. I could still type. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I couldn't do if I didn't have a pinky. Mm-hmm. But it's a really important part of your body.
0: Well, and if you didn't have it, all the other fingers would have to learn how to compensate yeah. and would be required to do a lot more work.
1: There, there's a verse, and I'm not going to quote it properly because I don't fully remember it, but it's every part of the body. Every a, joint. No, no, no. Every, every part of the body is important. Right. Talking about the body correct? Yeah. Right. And I think that's something that we lose sight on a lot because we're in... <coughs> we've been in this phase of, I have to be important. I have to be famous. I have to be something. And
0: everybody wants everything right now.
1: Right. <coughs> and it's... It's something where if our guys... <coughs> excuse me if our guys that get to church early if they don't show up early and open the doors get all the lights turned on mm-hmm. in the summer get the ac going in the winter get the heat going mm-hmm. if those if those gentlemen aren't there early then that service is going to be potentially slightly uncomfortable
0: And let's be perfectly honest, people are very sensitive. So if certain things
1: are off... If it's cold, if you go try a new church and it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too bright, it's too loud, it's too... Enter whatever ridiculous excuse you have, you're not going back.
0: Yeah. And it could throw... It throws everybody off. Yeah. People focus in way too easily.
1: You know, it's... I've worked in media for years and... It's part of what I do for my day job. Um, <coughs> it's part of what I do at our local church. Um, it's something that I do a ton of consulting for with churches in general. Yeah, um, And sales and all that other jazz, not a sales pitch. Um, there's a there's a really funny quote about how no one knows when you run a service, right? When the lights are perfect, when the, the sound is fine, mm-hmm. when everything's rock and roll and everything works well. No one has any idea that the sound people or the media people were there. Yeah. You have no clue. The second somebody walks (laughs) with a microphone under a speaker and you get that, (laughs) and you get that feedback loop, Mm -hmm. every head turns back to the booth and goes, what do you all do? Mm. You all drinking coffee? You're not paying attention? What's going on? It's something where, yes, we need pastor. Obviously, to bring the word and to do all the things that pastor, that our leaders do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't discount everything else. Yeah. And every other job and every other position in church. And every time, again, I'm in charge of our helps um, and we do a lot with that. Every time I talk to somebody about helps in our church or another, Mm -hmm. and they go through the like, you know. I really wanted to get involved but they wouldn't let me play guitar. Right. Or they wouldn't let me, you know, bring a word. Right. Or have a, you know, I've heard from the Lord and I would like to share it. Um
0: and fill in the blank.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter what what goes in there. Mm-hmm. Those are the fun ones. Um when you come back with the No, I I think it's great that you want to play guitar with the band. Um Right now, we need someone to vacuum the halls. Right. And every time somebody goes, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not really, that's not, it's not really my thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You instantly know where their heart's at. Yeah. And it's not because they're just a really good guitarist, which maybe they are. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's because (coughs) their heart isn't in the place to where they want to be involved and serve to serve. Right. And I'm not going to speculate on where their heart's at or right. what they're trying to do, even though we all, we all know. Um. But it's something where if you're going to be faithful in little, the Lord will make you faithful in much. Yeah. Right. And I watch, I watch our kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And, We've got we've got some people that are involved in the church, and they manage um, building maintenance and cleaning stuff. Essentially, right? right. Um, a really nice couple, mm-hmm. and they've they've encouraged our kids, our three kids, to get involved with like the cleaning team. So we have a really we have cute. a ton of adults. It's not child labor. Show up. Um, we have a ton of adults that do a lot of stuff around the church, as far as vacuuming, cleaning, dusting, all, all mm-hmm. the things that need you know clean in the kitchen and all this stuff. Um, but they've got our kids all riled up to help. Yeah, and it's phenomenal because we get there, and our oldest will be vacuuming, or they cleaning get the, the dusting windows. up. They
0: check the bathrooms. Yeah, well, Heck, they're they, checking the exit lights. The um, the the leaders they uh-huh. were away on vacation for a week or two, so um, our oldest <laughs> he uh, he knew they were away. And he knew the things that this gentleman and his wife kind of take care of. Um, Like everybody has their roles, what they do. So they didn't need to manage people by any way, shape, or form. But he so wanted to make sure that nothing fell through the cracks. So we get there, we just get there early on our Saturday night for a prayer service. And they went right to the closet and they know what to do. And I love it because watching them is awesome.
1: Well, and you can see the servant heart, right? But
0: that's what it what it Which, is. And
1: this isn't like a brag on our kids thing. It is a we're watching them learn this but at a know, really young age. For
0: them sweeping the floor to be able to do that for our for our church
1: is mm-hmm. huge. It's huge, is they huge
0: it. and they love it. And you know That is something that I hope they always have. And I think, you know, you always have to look at the heart of a child. Mm -hmm. They are so grateful to be able to do these little things. And I think that's where our heart needs to be at because it's not about who we are because of who we are, it's about who we are because of who we are in Christ. (laughs) You know, before we were born, we were set apart. And God created each and every one of us Mm -hmm. on purpose for a purpose. And whether your purpose is to be a number two, yep. Um, I or number three, or, or,
1: number, number, four, or number three, or number, number four. five. Yes.
0: Um, I mar- like I married into this. This was not anything that I. You're welcome. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> but you know beforehand, and even honestly, even now, but just to be able to go, if we had an event, to be able to go and. I mean, I remember one time and I had, I mean, I gave my testimony a while ago, um, quite a few weeks ago. And if you haven't heard it, um, listen to it because I am a prodigal. And um, that in and of itself um, is a story. But I remember I had come back to church and it was, I was there for maybe a couple of months at that point. And pastor had just mentioned that, you know what, we had an unexpected funeral come and, you know, that we're, they're going to... Ha- yeah. I mean, obviously, they're unexpected, um, but that they didn't have a lot of people to be able to help with the behind-the-scenes right. fellowship side of it for following. And mm-hmm. he said, if there's anybody who could give an extra hand, and man, there was no glamour to it. It was hidden in the back of the kitchen, and it was prepping and serving and cleaning. And the idea that I got to go to church to help... Um, it just, it was exciting to me. And I was so thrilled to be able to go and be a part of that. And that's something that I've never kind of lost. Sometimes, yeah, I get tired. Sometimes I get weary in doing well. Yes. But the idea of being able to serve and do for my God and do for our church mm-hmm. is something that I don't take for granted. And I mean, I am grateful. That I have this opportunity that I get to do something for the Lord, yep. whether it's big or small, and um,
1: well, everything's big in the eyes of the Lord. Every yes, right? yeah, but the but details. but
0: meaning even if it's just like oh, I need to make sure like let's just pick up <laughs> this pastor will call the little sheep droppings around you know just to make yeah. sure like it's just a little thing, but I am so grateful. I mean, like I don't know. I, I am I'm grateful for all the little things that we need that I get to do, and whether you're number two and like I said, number three and number four, number five, it doesn't matter. Any part in the ministry of helps is huge because it's doing things for the Lord. It's doing things for Him, yeah. His kingdom, and I mean, think about the things we do for our bosses. Oh yeah. Or I mean, family and My friends. Boss things. Is really rough. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Get over he it. Is a, but the wow. things that we'll do for other people at other times, and it's not about us, and it's it is about him. And we need to make sure that we keep the focus, because if we're able to keep our focus on him and do what we're actually called to do, then we can receive an anointing to do what, what we're, we're called, called to do, to do.
1: Yeah.
0: and the joy and the peace that comes with that. Yep. I uh, I really don't know how to explain it.
1: I, I always come back to, and again, I've been around church a long time. Yeah. I always come back to, I get nervous anytime I see somebody chasing a title. Yeah. Right? I love nothing more than seeing somebody with a sincere heart. Yeah. Somebody who just wants to help. And if you just want to help, if you just get to that point to where whatever you can do, you're happy to do. Yeah. You can go so far.
0: And you're never too old. You're no. never too young. And as far as I'm concerned, take it however you want. As long as you are here on this earth breathing.
1: You can do something.
0: You have a calling, plan, and purpose set out by God for you to accomplish, and He will give you the grace to do it. Yeah. But we are not ours. We are not our own. We were bought for a pretty severe price. And that calling that we have to fulfill it, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything greater.
1: And on that note, there we go. Yeah. So uh, you can do it. You can be a great number two. Um we're gonna wrap it there. Yeah. I said I wasn't gonna talk through this whole thing, and there well, I was
0: also. So we, had, he, had, Matt had mentioned it in the beginning. Um, this is the ministry. This is the week of the Ministry of Helps conference at mm-hmm. Docs. So if you are going, awesome. We will see you there. Um, but if you're not, you can catch it at Mark Barkley Ministries. Um, .com. Well, Mark Barkley, Mark Barkley. dot You can, yeah, YouTube. Look for Mark Barkley Ministries. Um, a Tuesday night, actually, tonight, um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, and Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday through Friday night. Yep. Um, if you can't go, catch it online because yep. it is geared towards Ministry of Helps, which if you're, even if you are the number one,
1: I would argue, and I've said this maybe not on this show, but multiple times, this is the best conference that doc puts on that unfortunately is the least attended mm. because people don't value being a number two. Right. They don't value helps. Right. Which is a whole other vein that we are not going down on this show, but maybe we will. <laughs> <at the time. laughs> um, but again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, you can catch this and a bunch of our previous episodes on YouTube, on our website. Um, If I keep saying that, it will come true at some point. Mm. Um, On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. Um, As well as on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all the podcast platforms. Wherever wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Thanks again for watching. We can't wait to see you next week. But until then, uh, we'll say bye for now. So see you soon.
0: Have a good one we